Welcome into another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah, along with Jordan Sherwood, as always. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Follow Jordan on Twitter at Woodon1063. We are back for another UFC fight night, this time in Paris. We're going overseas. We're going to Europe. We are not. We're, we're in the studio. Uh, we don't get to go anywhere. We just get to sit here and talk about it and then watch it on ESPN+. Plus. But the fighters in the UFC will be going over to Paris for a UFC fight night, and it should be a pretty decent card. The main event might not be so great, but some of these uh, undercard matches are pretty good in the, uh, in, in the main card, but before the main event. Right, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, but then again, I, I think any Tai Tuivasa fight, you know, in the main event at heavyweight is always entertaining. That's fair. You get the big uh, and boys. And the prospects of him doing a shoey afterwards. Um, I, I'm, I, I think the thing I'm most interested in seeing is the crowd reaction because this is the first time ever the UFC is in Paris. MMA just got uh, legalized like a couple, two years ago. So, you know, so MMA didn't exist in, mm-hmm. in France. Um, European fans are typically amped in some of the best we've seen for live events. But I'm curious if the Frenchmen are going to be just as amped. I'm assuming they will. There's a lot of French fighters on this card. Yeah. But is, is it weird that that's what I'm most looking forward to is the crowd reaction to seeing this this event actually play out live? No, I mean, I think that if the fights are good, the crowd will always be good, right? If the crowds are are there and the fights are good, then people will be into it. If the fights are boring, no one's going to be into it, right? Like, that's kind of how it works. It has to be a equal opportunity cheering for equal opportunity quality fights, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I think actually, you know, you, you saying that, like, there's plenty of fights that are going to be action fights. You know, the, the two styles that are matching up in, in a lot of the main card bouts uh, will play to that and should have some exciting fights. Yeah, so let's get started here with our first fight on the main card. You mentioned a few French fighters, French-Canadian Charles Jordan against Nathaniel Wood here to kick off this main event in this main card. Jordan is a minus 150 favorite over Nathaniel Wood at plus 118. And this might be the best fight of the night. Like, you might get started the main card with the best fight of the night because these dudes will come out swinging and this one could be exciting for the entire fight for however long it lasts, whether it's a round, two rounds, or if it goes the distance. But this should be a great fight. Yeah, and, and it's it's great that we start with Charles or Jordan. We've, we've talked about him a couple of times on the podcast. Um, he is an all-action fighter. He, he came in with a lot of hype into his UFC career. Very versatile, athletic striker. Uh, but also a guy now that has matured into like a full-fledged mixed martial artist. I think we saw it on display. Uh, his last two fights, his victory over Lando Venata, where he was able to get the fight to the ground and get a guillotine choke against a, a fight that we thought was going to play out for three rounds on the feet. Then he had an out, uh, absolute war with Shane Burgos, which was a loss. A couple of judges scored the fight for uh, Charles Jordan, or a lot of people, you know, MMA pundits scored it for Jordan which is why I think he's not as big a favorite heading into this fight with Nathaniel Wood, also a guy that came into the UFC, you know, Adam, with a lot of hype, a lot of notoriety, very well-rounded fighter, uh, you know, came on a, a hard time, got stopped by John Dotson a couple of years ago, which was a surprise, but recently moved up to featherweight. His last fight, he moved up to featherweight for the first time, uh, defeated Charles Rosa in a, in a pretty much dominating fashion when they were in London in July. Um, I think, actually, even though I just alluded to Jordan 
being, you know, probably a little bit disrespected because he, he lost his last time out. I, I like Nathaniel Wood a little bit in this spot. Ooh, I think that dog. he can match okay. up. Yeah, I think he can match up from a striking perspective. You know, Jordan's going to have a little bit more variety, but I think Nathaniel Wood can dirty it up a little bit. It's got very good boxing, and I think it can, can, it can overwhelm Jordan. Uh, with the grappling, aggression, and, and wrestling that he'll bring to the table. Now, certainly he'll be the smaller fighter because he's moving up in weight from bantamweight to, to featherweight, and Jordan's a you know pretty tall, lengthy, lengthy featherweight. But um, to open up the main card, I, I like the dog. I, I think the dog could bark. Nathaniel Wood, plus money, has certainly got my attention for tomorrow. All right, we will go a little bit of big game hunting, though. The method of victory, uh, Wood to win by knockout, TKO is is 9-1. to one. Wood by decision is plus 250, and Wood by submission is 7-1. to one. I think the decision prop, if you have to play a prop, would be the way to go. Jordan is a guy that has five losses in his, in his mixed martial arts career, but he's only been stopped once. That was when he got submitted against Julian Arosa, and, you know, uh, it was a catchweight fight. Jordan tired in that fight and really, I think, was more of a cardio dump than necessarily him getting stopped and finished uh, by a darts choke from Arosa. So um, I think if you want to get a little bit, you know, cute and and have a little bit more fuel in the fire than you play Nathaniel Wood via decision, banking on the fact that Jordan's not a guy that typically gets stopped, and, and, and really also Nathaniel Wood, um, you know, is a guy that certainly has stopped some people before, but also, mm-hmm. you know, his last two victories in the octagon have both come via decision. Yeah, I was just throwing, I mean, if we're going with the dog, we're going with the dog straight up. I'm not going to mess around, but just throwing it out there in case somebody wanted to sprinkle something on a plus 250 uh, win by decision for Nathaniel Wood. Our next fight, John McDessey against Nasrat Hakparast. Hakparast is a minus 225 favorite over McDessey, who's plus 172. Not only is he plus 172, but he's also plus about 10 years on Nasrat. So this is uh, youth against age a little bit here, uh, as these guys were scheduled to fight uh, in 2019, but now that fight has been delayed, and now they're going to fight uh, three years later here uh, in 2022. And this one could just be a battle of, well, Nasrat's a lot younger and probably going to be a lot faster and a lot better than the uh, grizzled veteran of a John McDessey. Yeah, I mean, McDessey's been around forever. I mean, he made his UFC debut in 2010. Uh, you know, very flashy striker, well-versed in that regard. Uh, has has kind of, like, matured a little bit as a fighter. Now, hopefully he has. I mean, again, we're talking about a guy now that's been in the UFC for 12 years. Uh, you know, more well-rounded, but I, I think he's always he's always come up a little bit short against guys that can match him with striking, and, and whether it be from volume or just overall power. I mean, look at the, look at his losses, Donald Cerrone, Yancey Medeiros, Lando Venata, Anthony and um, Francisco Trinaldo, you know, guys that can hold their own on the feet. And that's what I think Nasrat Hamsfarat brings. I mean, he's, you know, he's going to rely on his youth, rely on his, his volume, you know, his, his striking power. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, even though this, this fight should be contested on the feet. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe McDessey tries to work in, a little bit of wrestling because Hans Verat has struggled with that. I mean, he came in with a lot of hype, but he's five and four in the UFC. It's like, okay, you're a 500 fighter. Like, um, but I, we, we talked about this actually last week on the show when we were recapping um, the Leon Edwards win. Like, would you ask me what, what had my attention a week, you know, a week before Paris? And it was this, it was Nazareth mm-hmm. Hans Verat who was at minus 175, 180 
when we did the podcast a week ago, he's he's now at like 210, 220. So um, I still like him. I just think he's he, the fight's going to be on the feet. He's better on the feet. Probably three-round decision. I don't know if McDessie's going to get stopped. You know, McDessie, when he gets stopped, like it's it's because of like something pretty fancy, and I don't think Nasperat, uh, Hans Barat's going to be able to bring that in. So if you're looking at method of victory, you mentioned by decision. That's plus 120, so that's pretty decent value because if you're just looking at a straight money line bet on Nasrat, it's minus 225. So you think we should go with the decision there at plus 120? I, I think so, or or I'm going to feel comfortable just, just fl- throwing uh, Nasrat Hansbarat in, into like a parlay. Okay. Uh, you know, two or three other fighters that I like on the main card. Um, but I, I think, yeah, McDessie's a tough out. He goes hard for three rounds. He's going to want to showcase his striking. I just, I think, just Hansrat's going to get the better of him over over three rounds. All right, that should be a decent one if it does go the distance. Our next fight: Alessio De Kirico against uh, Roman Kapilov. Kapilov is a minus one hundred six. Uh, I guess minus one hundred six underdog because Alessio is a minus one twenty favorite. So both these, you're not getting even or plus money with either of these guys right now. Both of these guys are kind of a favorite, which leads me to believe that this could be more of a toss up if you look at this one. It is one hundred percent a toss up. I, I don't. I don't. I, I hate to say it, Adam. I don't have a play in this. Um, it's a fun fight. It'd be interesting. Uh, look, Alessio Chikrico is like very interesting. He's the first guy I think in UFC history to win and lose consecutive fights via head kick KO. Oh, like that's crazy. The fact that he won one, he knocked out jo- uh, Joaquin Buckley uh, in like two minutes, and then he got starched by Al Hassan uh, in his next fight. Via head kick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kapilov, like a guy that, like, you know, again, he's 0-2 in the UFC. He just really just hasn't figured it out. I think maybe he could utilize some wrestling and grappling to get the win. I'm going to side with him, but it's not with any sort of confidence whatsoever. All right. We'll stay away from it then. That's it. I trust you. I'm staying away. Yeah, I mean, it might you guys be are just not trustworthy. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a decent fight because you're looking at basically a pick'em here. But I don't. If you don't trust it either way, I'm not looking at method of victory. I'm just staying away because, listen, it's Saturday. College football's back. There's a lot more things we can sprinkle our money on than a fight that you're not confident in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd have much more much confidence. Uh, you know, this, this podcast is uh, you know recording it on Friday. Mm-hmm. Illinois football plays Friday night against Indiana. I, I don't have any confidence in the Illini. Like, you know, it's Indiana. Like, whatever, just do something else. <laughs> All right, our next fight's a little weird, right? Robert Whitaker against Marvin Vittori. These guys are. If you look at Whitaker, he's won eleven consecutive fights with an asterisk. If you look at Marvin Vittori, he's seven zero and one in his last nine fights. With an asterisk. Both of these guys have lost twice to Israel Adesanya. Other than that, they're basically perfect. Yeah, I'll make the math work better. Whitaker's 12 and 2 at middleweight. His two losses are to Adesanya. Well, I like to. Uh, I like and, to. And Vittori's 6 and 1 in his last seven fights. That's fine. I like making people to... think about it. I mean, like, these guys are really good. They're great. <laughs> they're number one and they're number two in the division. Yeah, they're like... great. They're absolutely great, except for against Israel Adesanya. Like, against, against him, they've both lost twice. Yeah, Other than that, they're great. The, the biggest Alex Pereira fans on the face of the earth. Forget yeah. the Alex Pereira fan clubs or, or the. You know, the guy that like recommended he change his Twitter profile because like four fake accounts of the guy that's challenging next for the middleweight title. Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori are the biggest Alex Pereira fans because Alex Pereira mm-hmm. knocks out and beats Israel Adesanya uh, when they fight. Uh, the winner of this fight's fighting next for the title because yeah. they're the best middleweights on the planet outside of the champ. 
And that's just um, that's very weird to me that fight. both these guys are. Yeah, it's going to be a great fight. Uh, Whitaker is minus 250. Vittori is plus 190. So a big dog for him. But yeah, number one and two in this division besides Israel Desanya. Like this is this is going to be a uh, this could be a great fight to see who could go up against uh, either Perez or Adesanya once that fight happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Robert, I mean, both guys extremely well, well-rounded, probably Whitaker a little bit better of a striker. Vittori, you know, just gets in your face, dirties up fights, relies on his cardio, clinch, takedowns. Here's the thing that I'm that I'm worried about if you are a Robert Whitaker backer. And I'm 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 leaning towards not being. I'm leaning Ooh. towards Marvin Vittori. The dog. Because what okay. I'm hearing from people who in the Robert Whitaker camp and people think he's gonna win, Robert Whitaker is gonna rely on his grappling and his wrestling to win this fight. And I like it's good. But it's not great. And Marvin Vittori can certainly hold his own in that department. So if you're saying to me that that's the way that Robert Winters can win at two minus 240, I'm not I'm not going with that. I'm not I, I just can't I just can't get behind that. So I, I, I think Marvin Vittori doesn't get stopped. Like he's got a granite chin. And I don't think Robert Winters is gonna throw out something from a striking standpoint that's gonna bother him. So like Vittori dirties it up, maybe in like a somewhat boring fight and controls some takedowns and does enough to get his hand raised via decision. Like, uh, I, that's that's the way I'm going to go. Um, okay, fine. Maybe I'll go a little bit more nostalgic also because, look, I want to get sentimental. My grandfather uh, just recently passed away. He would have been 98 years old actually yesterday, and he passed away like a week ago. His name was Marvin. Go with Marvin. Okay. He's going to win. All okay. right, Marvin Vittori, if you're going by decision two, plus 330 to win by decision. If you want to sprinkle a little bit on that, that might be worth it, but he is a plus 190 dog, so you're getting that underdog as it is in Marvin Vittori. Yeah. So that should be, I mean, it should be a great fight, number How one and number two. Too? I think I Ooh. think you got to play the over. I don't. I, I really don't think either one guy gets stopped again. You know, Whitaker does have some power, and he's got some good striking, but Marvin Vittori just doesn't. He's just like a Terminator. He just keeps on coming. Okay. Um, and he, like, he, he didn't get stopped by Adesanya. He didn't get stopped by Paulo Costa. Like, you know, again, these murderers that he's been in there with. Um, but Robert Whitaker really doesn't get stopped either, unless it's Israel Adesanya. So, yeah. um, I, so, I think the over well, the over is the over two and a half is minus two eighty five. So yeah, okay. that's a See, lot that's of juice. So, but but that, we so. mentioned the parlay. Put in uh Hawks Hawks to win and over two and a half in the Whitaker Vittori fight. That takes you to minus one hundred five. Just about even money. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Okay. That could then be we, a parlay yeah, we, there. We could play. We could play along with that and maybe throw in you know like a Benoit Saint Dennis from the prelims over Gabriel Miranda or something like that. Um, to add a little bit more juice. That gets you at plus 163 right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. That sounds good. And I, before, before though, I, I got to ask mm-hmm. you this before. Sure. I, I'm, I'm totally throwing a curveball at you because it's, it's been bothering me since I actually I saw it earlier today posted. So George St. Pierre is like, you know, the French Canadian, you know, the Hall of Famer from Canada. He's doing some like media, you know, in preparation for this, for this fight tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and GSP named his MMA Mount Rushmore. I saw this. And I get that GSP is French-Canadian. I saw this. He's not American. Yes. But when you name a Mount Rushmore... It's four. How many people are you supposed to name? Four. The dude named seven. Okay, that's not... Uh, that's not he, that's, he named seven that's people not, on his MMA Mount Rushmore. I mean, obviously, he didn't name himself. Yeah, that's not and even a starting five in basketball. He should be on the Mount Rushmore of MMA. Like, what 
You, you can't do that. You Why? What? Who? Well, we, we were talking about this uh, yesterday with as far as Serena Williams goes. And when you do a just all-around athletes ever, right, Serena has to be on there, right? You put Serena on there. You put Muhammad Ali on there. Uh, you could put Jordan if you wanted to. You could put uh, Wayne Gretzky if you wanted to. You know, there's a lot of options on there. But it's always four. It's four. There's four. Did you just spill? Did you just spill? No, all I the just place? had a good sip of water. Oh, okay. It sounded like you spilled your water. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, man. You see, it's good. It's good. No, it's some just, good um, icy water there. <laughs> it is tasty. Yeah, you can't. It's four, and I and then and then the conversation led to: Will they ever add another head to the president's Al Mount Rushmore? And we found out that the mountain is not structurally sound enough to add another president. So, like, you can't put another face on there. Of okay, Mount Rushmore. Well, if they did, then you can name five people. But until yeah, then, you can only they can. name four. You got to put you got to put it on another mountain. We got to start a new mountain. Essentially, so, yeah. You, I mean, you got to blow up three of these people that George well, named. I mean, you can't. You can't. If you know Mount Rushmore, it's four. That's how it works. Right. It's four. Yeah. So that just that just was bothering me to know. Yeah. I had to get your opinion on that. No, it's okay, four. So it's only four. You got to take three off. Our main event. Exactly. The big dudes, the heavyweights, Paris's own Cyril Gain is going against Tai Tuivasa, the Shui. This should be great, although the odds dictate that it might not be. Gain is a, uh, a minus 650 favorite. Tuivasa's plus 430. So this might not be great. Might not be yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, well, the, fir- the first automatic play that I had, and I, I actually released it on Twitter. So, you know, the four people that follow me on Twitter. Got it. Um, this fight's not going to go to the judges' scorecards at minus 225, 250. Like, Gan has a finishing rate of, of, of 80%. Uh, Tuivasa is at, like, 72%. Um, so these guys go out and they finish people, uh, for sure. We don't know much about Tuivasa's cardio. This is a five-round fight. I highly doubt that he could go the full 25 minutes. The dude yeah. hits hard. He comes at you. He could take shots. We saw him take a shot in the, in the fight against Derek Lewis, and then he stopped Derek Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, Gons were cerebral. He's got, a, obviously, a very well-rounded game. I don't expect him to fight tentatively like he did against Francis Ngannou. I think Gon is, is motivated to fight in front of his home countrymen. I think he's going to feed off of the success of a lot of other French fighters that are fighting earlier on in the card that are going to be successful. I think he's going to look to take this fight to his ground. And when he does, uh, Tai Tuivasa is certainly in for a lot of trouble. So I think you have to play Serogan inside the distance. And I think you have to play the under uh, or the fight doesn't go to the, to, to the judges' scorecards or even at the under at four and a half would be the two plays. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see Tuivasa win. The dude's great. I want to see him drink a shoey. I want to see him fight for the title. Yeah. I just think that God's not going to provide him like the avenue that the t- even in a 25-minute fight, the one time where he could land something that's going to cause a majority shift in the fight, the way the direction it goes. And if you, I mean, if you add that because not to go the distance is minus 250. So add that to our little parlay. 
Then Pitt uh, takes it up to plus 269 with uh, four okay. fights there. Okay. So over there, two I, and a half. I'm, 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 I'm for that. Yeah, and if you look at this also, too, I mean, the odds makers, if you look at the method of victory, too, to win by knockout is plus 110. To win by decision is plus 200. And to win by submission is plus 400. Those are, those are really low odds for method of victory to be that, you know, uh, direct with your decision, right? So if you look at it and go the over, like you mentioned right now, our parlay is... Uh, the over in the Whitaker Vittori fight at two and a half. Uh, Nasrat Hakparast to win straight up at minus 225. Benoit St. Denis to win straight up at minus 285. And the fight between Cyril Gan and Tai Tuivasa will not go the distance at minus 250. And that will pay you plus 269. Bet 100, win $269. Bet 10, win $26.09 type of thing. That's good. That, that yeah. that's good. I, I wish that the the uh, the prop for for Gon's submission was a little bit higher. His first two victories in the UFC were both via submission. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's he, he's good on the ground, and Tuivasa definitely will, will I mean, struggle I'll there. A little bit on four to um, one. You know what's that? I'll sprinkle a little bit on four to one. And remember, because this is in Paris, and this is mostly for me. These fights are earlier. <laughs> you're not going up. You're not looking at yeah, Saturday night. Yourself, yeah, right. you're not going to yeah. go up Saturday night and be like, oh, man, I remember listening to the Unnamed MMA podcast. They had a parlay. I'm down on my luck after betting a full day of college football. I'm going to open up my app, and I'm going to go to FanDuel, and I'm going to put in this parlay. You're going to be like, well, the fights are done, dude, because these are early in the afternoon. So make sure yeah, you lock prelims, these in early. Prelims start at 11 a.m. Yep. Central. FatJackSports.com. I've got to play in the first fight uh, of, of the morning. Uh, at 11 a.m., the Stephanie Edgar Perez fight. Uh, so look for that. Um, and yeah, and the main card starts at 3 o'clock, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you got to get them in. They're not going to be on Saturday night. Yeah, so for those keeping track, we had that parlay. We also have Nathaniel Wood to win straight up at plus 118. Uh, Nasrat by decision at plus 120. And Marvin Vittori as the dog there to win straight up as well at plus 190. So it should be good. Hopefully these uh, go along into your plays with some college football. I like the under tonight in the Michigan State game if you're going with that. I like Utah as well to win, uh, to cover the two and a half in Florida tomorrow as well. Just throwing out extra picks here for yeah, people. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm throwing I'm, out some extra picks. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like Ohio State minus ten in the first half against Notre Dame. Uh, and so well, now you're just now you're just throwing stuff over my head. This is too much to remember. First, I mean, you're giving us method of victories and inside <laughs> the distances. Come on, man, you can make a first half bet. It makes more sense to me to say that first half lines. You know, I, I get you. You Fine. can make a first half bet. Come on, I can. Yeah. So that's how it is. He is Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at one on one zero six three. Make sure you get all of his picks at fatjacksports.com. Catch Fat Jack along with me and Chris Black every Thursday night at six thirty five p.m. throughout the football season. And of course, I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A Abdallah. And we will be back next week for another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast.